wanted to take a second and recognize my sponsors this week. You know, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage as Edge and List Group. That's a mouthful. It is. But guess what? It's a great opportunity. You know, you can build a big Amazon business. You don't need a lot of capital when you start. I mean, we all started, you know, well, most of us started selling books. And then you move into retail arbitrage. That is the place that you can turn your money the fastest in online arbitrage. And so by having that skill set, by learning those skill sets, you can get the best bang for your buck. And so Gay's group will help you learn online arbitrage. It's it's more than just a list service. They're going to give you a whole bunch of actionable inventory every single day, right? Monday through Friday. However, there's also a mentorship that goes on. And that mentorship is so important because sometimes it's great to know what to buy, but it's more important to understand why to buy it. Yeah, it's that you know, learning to fish or just getting fed. You know, you really want to learn because ultimately you want to strike it on your own. And this is a great way to do it. So how about seven days free trial? How about a free trial? Right. Very, very cool. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash is a mouthful. The word momentum. You got to use a hyphen and you put in the word arbitrage. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. And you're going to get a free trial in Gay's group. You got to tell her I sent you, right? I'll also have the link in the episode. But it's such a great opportunity. She is amazing, amazing. I'm in that group, so you'll see me there. An amazing, amazing person who's there to answer your questions, who's there to help lead you and help guide you. And that's what Gay does. She does it every single day. The testimonials are real. Go take a look. You will be blown away. And again, it's a free trial. I have the link on this episode. Reach in. You know, Seller Labs, uh, Jeff Cohen and the team, they have blown me away with this scope project. We use this all the time for our business. We do a lot of uh, private label. We also do a lot of wholesale and wholesale bundles, you know, or multi-packs, that kind of thing, which a lot of people do. But we use um, scope to help us figure out what are the keywords. And so it's really simple. You basically figure out where you're going to sell, what you're going to sell, what category, find that like product, find the top couple sellers, and find their keywords. Boom, magic, there you go. You copy the best because it's working. And guess what? That's a proof of concept, and Scope allows you to do that. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum, and you're going to get couple days free trial and you're going to save a little bit of money and you're going to get some free keywords it's worth every penny i'm in that group come and check me out sellerlabs.com forward slash scope again use the word momentum solutions for e-commerce karen locker great 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 group i've been using them for a long time I guess it's over two years and I'm in there and I pay just like everybody else. Yes, she's a sponsor of my show, but she makes me pay and I got the same $50 discount that you can get. Oh, by the way, you're going to get that through my link and my link only. Oh, and you're also going to get the free inventory health analysis. Great way to start 2018. Get your inventory in line and Karen will help you do that. We use them for everything. I mean, basically, uh, you know, long-term storage fees coming up. Guess what? She'll evaluate, she'll make some recommendations, and I'll say, yep, check, 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 take these out, this, return, blah, 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 and magically it's done. I love it, love it, love it. I love the fact that they take and get rid of stranded inventory for me. I see it in there, and then next time I go in and it's gone. 
Love it, love it, love it. Got an IP infringement? She's going to help you work your way through that. This is the kind of service that you get from Karen Locker. That's solutions for the number four e-commerce, solutionsforecommerce.com forward slash momentum, right? So you got to forward slash momentum and you're going to save $50 a month. 600 bucks a year by just clicking that link. She pays me. I don't want to hide that. I never do. I'm always upfront about that. But it doesn't cost you anything additional. And you're going to get that inventory health report. The only way you get that is through my link. Solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 276, Ron Lauterbach. Man, oh man, do we get to a cool place. We get to a controlled experiment. Yes, I'm using that term because it comes up almost at the end, but it'll make sense to you because Ron is a scientist. Yeah, he's a scientist who has a laboratory, but not in any way that you would think. And I know that sounds like uh, bait, uh, what do they call that? Bait headlines or whatever. But this is just a really, really smart guy who humbly um, has has built up a very, very cool business, uh, part-time, yet full-time levels by being disciplined, organized, and executing very well in his laboratory. Love it. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited for today's guest. Um, long time seller and I'm interested, uh, how, how, how that's gone for him still part time, but doing full-time numbers. It's very exciting for me. Welcome Ron Lauterbach. Welcome Ron. Thanks Stephen. Good to be here. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you and I have a connection. I don't know how many, let's talk about years. How long have you known Dan Miller? Um, I think I started listening to his podcast around 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. I mean, that's so, 10 years ago. A long think time. about that. That's a long time. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm that long too. That is fascinating. And did you find him through Dave Ramsey? Is that how you found him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very common. Yeah. They, uh, big association there and, if you've been down there, you know how they're, well, you know, you have been down there. You see how they're all connected and they're all intertwined down there. Absolutely. It's a, it's a very neat, I was walking on Dan's property and we're walking and he says, see that tree, Steve? That's Luke Bryan's tree. I'm like, oh, geez, <laughs> he's his next door neighbor. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, but it's such a regular guy, isn't he? He's like the most regular guy. Yeah. And, and positive. Which and is, positive. Which is what I like. Yeah, he's positive. He's, what, 70 years old, and yet he acts like he's in his 20s. He just can't wait to see what's coming next. Can you imagine, I mean, I don't know, your grandparents or your great-grandparents, can you imagine them having that much enthusiasm at that age for doing what they love? I mean, do you know anybody that age that loves what they do that, that passionately? Not very many people. Not many people. And here's the worst part, Ron. People... Young people don't have that passion about what do they do. How, how are they going to make it 50 years? If you're 20 and you're miserable, how are you going to make it another 50 years and uh, enjoy it, right? Oof. Yeah, why would you want to? Yeah, you're right. 
Um, so let's go. Let's go back first before we get there. Um, you are a two-time college dropout. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so is it not for you? I mean, is that really what it comes down to? I was listening to somebody today talk about learning methods, and they're like, "Wait a second. Some people learn this way. Some people learn this way. Some people, but industrial schools, which is what we have, factory level schools, that's what they were designed for. Teach this way." And they, they were given the example that some people learn at night. Like I always use Leron and Nate Slammons. Those guys are night owls. I mean, they're up literally, they're going to bed when I'm getting up in the morning and they're, you know, that's when they're the best. So if you're that kind of person and you're teaching you at 9am in the morning, how are you supposed to learn? Right? Yeah. So my, um, my quick college story is, my my freshman year of college was easily the worst year of my life. Hmm. Um, not don't really need to get into that. There's a okay. whole bunch of reasons for it, but just wasn't anyway, good. Just wasn't good. Okay. Um, so at the end of that year, I I just needed to be done. Um, well, what were you the, studying? What were you going to study? I was studying um, business and uh, management information systems. So you were going to be a computer nerd. Is that was what it is. I mean, that was that interesting to you. I mean, were you hooked on it? You know, as a kid, doing it yourself. I've I've always been kind of a kind of a tech geek. Um, I grew up around computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my older brother built several of them, and you know, so I I kind of watched him. Um, and so that that's kind of how I got in how I got into it. But sort of as, as that year went on, I kept asking myself, can I see myself doing this, hmm. you know, for years? That's pretty and, mature at that age. I mean, to be thinking that way, that's mature. You know, the, the answer was no. Hmm. Well, good for you. <laughs> you, know, you know, but could you imagine if you did all that, made that huge commitment, and then got out there and said, oh, my God, this is the worst thing in the world. This is like, you know, watching paint dry. It's awful. Yeah. So, so the uh, following fall, I, I re-enrolled, started taking night classes, um, and I, I did that for a couple of years, and I, I basically refocused at, um, toward just business. I dropped the, the computer science angle, um, and that was going well. Then I got married and moved out of state. It's her fault. And, I know it. I knew there was a woman in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you going to, I mean, what were you, uh, what led you to business? I mean, was there something, I mean, were you a hustler growing up or were you, uh, you know, selling stuff or what was interesting you for business in general? Looking, I mean, why not just go get a job or go work in a factory or whatever? Why business? Looking, looking back, I, yeah, I was always a little bit of a hustler. Okay. Um, and that's not a negative term. I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean, it is a positive that you just have that spirit about you that are just born into it. Right. I mean, you know, as, as a, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old, I was the kid that, that people came to, um, when they needed some money instead of having baseball cards. You were a loan shark. <laughs> you were a 12 year old loan shark, weren't you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so that you were that guy. I mean, I, I was not that guy. I knew guys who were that guy. They were just selling stuff for whenever they started. They just knew no better, and it just it's pretty awesome. Um, you hear Gary V talk about that, you know, that kind of thing, that you're born into it. I, I, I didn't have that. Yeah, so I, um, you know, same age, uh, there was a, a gas station about a mile from my house, and I would stop by all the all the neighbor kids' house, houses uh, and ask if I could go pick them up something, and you know, for a for a small fee, of course. And so I was running courier service That's you know, awesome. for, for candy and baseball cards. That's awesome. It makes sense, though. I mean, think about it. You know, you were it's, you were the drive-through, right? The convenience store. You were everything. Right. Yep, and uh, you were a drone. That's it. You were the pre. That's what they modeled the drone after. You. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you were gonna do what? I mean, so the business stayed with you. You gonna go to business? And I mean, were you gonna start a business? Is that what you thought you would do with this degree? I had, I had always thought in the back of my mind that, that I would be a business owner. Hmm. Um, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family. Um, but I was, I was around it enough. Were they blue collar or white collar the family? Um, a, a good mix of both. Okay. A mix. Yeah. Generationally, it probably would change about your, the right age where it would be transitioned. Um, so you saw both and you still thought, Hmm, I'm not interested in either of them. I'm more might be, uh, want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm also uh, I'm fairly well suited to to the corporate environment. Um, you know, I've I've been working a, a a regular day job, you know, forever. And you know, it it doesn't eat at me like like it eats at some other people. Yeah, I see that when you you could see when they post like this is literally killing me, right? I mean, you see those people who say it's like, I can't take it anymore. You know, I think of office space, you know, that guy with the stapler, you know, they just can't take it. You don't have that image in you, right? It just... Right. But, but you're selling, I mean, you know, I, I hate to pause the story here a second, but you're selling full-time levels. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, dude, I mean, that's... that, and And yet you still feel, that's cool. That's a very cool place to be. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I think what I think what helps me is that in my in my day job, every day I'm learning all kinds of of new stuff, and and so it doesn't get old. And so I, it's I'm interesting to you. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that's it. And there's stuff tip. there's stuff to apply in both directions. Um, you know, having having my own business poses certain challenges. Um, and working through those oftentimes leads me to little epiphanies at my day job. So, and, um, and the other, way, you know, the other way around too. So you're able to take and apply what you learn in your e-commerce business and bring it back and enhance that company's business. Correct. That's an awesome thing. That's my old role was very similar to that. I would, you know especially because it's internet right and then i'd be able to bring it back so you are uh they know what you do yep 
Okay. Which is very cool. So you don't have that pressure. Um, The fact that you're bringing depth back to them, especially in this cutting edge world, that's appealing to them. So they keep you interested. That's a quid pro quo kind of thing. You know, uh, you give them and they give you. That's the best relationship, isn't it? Absolutely. Hmm. I hope somebody listening who's thinking, you know, they 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 want to go in full time cuz I get these questions all the time. When's the right time to go full time? And I'm always like the the advice that was given to me was you'll know. Right? And what does that mean? It's really a non-answer, right? You'll know. What does that mean, right? But what we're describing is if it's not the most painful thing in the world getting up and going to work, well that's a clue maybe it's not the right time, right? And if you're still getting challenged and interested and they find value in you like Ron, that's probably a clue too that it's not the right time. Fair? Yeah. Totally that's agree. cool. That's very cool. I, I think that's a very cool place to be. That's very, again, we're back to the maturity of it. Back to that yeah, maturity. I, mean, I, I feel like I have all the leverage in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you definitely have them, you know, you've got a, a C, you know, B, of course, C, D, maybe even an E plan. <laughs> all kinds of options. Would you say any of that's related to Dan Miller's 48 days or, you know, that whole, you've been listening to him for 10 years, you've yep. bought into his multiple streams of income, that whole, you know, um, if you get a law degree, you don't have to go be a lawyer, you could write books, you could, you know, work in the music industry, you could be, you know, you can work in sports medicine, even with a law degree. Yes, you can, because you might be writing or helping them research, you know, legal issues and stuff like that. Would any of that have helped you in this formation? That's kind of one of the things. I mean, I have a list of stuff I wanted to get to, but it's one of those things that, to me, you and I are kindred spirits with Dan, that I think that he just exposes you to so many more options that you can't see in front of you, right? Because it would you say that had some influence on this? Absolutely. Um, I there are there are two things that I that I learned from Dan that are absolutely instrumental. One of them is to look inward. Um, You know, so he's talking about, you know, he's referring to job search. You know, 80% of figuring out what you're supposed to do is looking in and the other 20% is looking out. So, you know, learn yourself, be true to yourself. And, you know, if, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, things start to kind of line up for you. Um, and then the second thing is don't look for either or solutions, look for both and solutions. Hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's very easy to ask a question and get a no and go, okay, that's it. Yeah. It's like, it's an absolute. There's always another way to look at it. Well, let's stop there a second. So let's look inward at Ron. What is Ron when he looks inward? What does he see? Um, I'm a, a super extreme introvert. I am incredibly steady. I don't get emotional about making decisions. I'm I'm very pragmatic. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't generally, um, speaking, speaking of, of my business, I don't generally get involved in the hot toys. You know what? I I have no clue what what the hot thing is. Yeah, other than and your kids wanting it, you wouldn't know, right? Right. Not not a clue. Um, 
I'm I'm also risk averse generally. Hmm. Um, so I don't make uh, I don't make moves that that if they don't go 100% right, they they're catastrophic. Um, you know, everything is kind of measured. That's a Dave Ramsey technique there, right? Don't risk yeah. it all. Don't make fatal choices, right? Or fatal decisions where it's death or not. Those right. aren't good options. Neither one. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, over the years, um, so the, the first time I ever sold anything online was in 1997. That's a long time ago. Hmm. Um, and I have tried all sorts of different things. And some of them, some of them I knew going in were a terrible fit for me and shocking. They didn't work. Hmm. Um, so that just things, reinforces what you're saying there is that reinforces what your methods are says, okay, right. yep. I've picked the right path. Hmm. Right. So, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, to try different things. It's the only way you, you learn what you're, what you're good at, and what you're not good at, but also don't be, afraid to drop something that's not working hmm. you know it's it's a it's a constant refinement so when you think about you know um trying to figure out who you are i mean was there a technique that you used or anything that got you to be so introspective although it sounded like you were as a young guy anyway but i mean again we're back to that maturity issue that's a pretty mature thing to do and as a guy you know, it's hard to admit that you're not perfect and that you don't know it all and you're not the best. You're not the, you know, I should be that guy. I should be that guy. You're saying no, because this is who I am. That's very, that's difficult to do as a guy, isn't it? Um, it certainly can be. I've, I've always been generally pretty comfortable in my skin. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to be Gary Vaynerchuk. Me neither. You know, ever. And and for all kinds of reasons and in all kinds of ways. And I'm good with that. Um, but that doesn't know, mean you failed, right? I right. mean, that's the, that's the key, right? Gary's Gary. That's him. Not me. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad he is. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm, I'm glad a, a lot of people that are, that are in the public light way more than I am, you know, are who they are. They, you know, they give us little glimpses into what is possible. Um, you know, I, I'm certainly not a giant dreamer. Um, hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not a visionary. So, so is that know, a I'm, limit? I'm not, not going to lead Apple, you know, right. <laughs> it's never right. Gonna happen. Well, there's nothing wrong with, and I always say there are better leaders than I, because when I get asked to be, in, I'm like, no, there are better leaders. There are people that are good at that. That's their thing. Yep. But does that mean, you know, the fact that you're not a dreamer and not a visionary, is that a limit? Or is that a, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it, right? It's a perspective issue, right? The fact yep. that you know that doesn't make you hamstrung by it. It sounds like to me, it's like, okay, good. Because I know that's not me. I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to crush everyone because I'm going to, you know, the turtle wins the race, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I prefer to to win with mastery and execution. You know, I learn, learn what I can learn 
and then do the best edit that I can and, you know, circle back and, and check and make sure that it's, you know, still the best that I can do. And if it's not, well, how do we improve? Well, and, and what you're describing to me sounds like because it's so tight, you're able to control it because one of the big challenges for most people is the shiny object syndrome, right? Oh, we got to yep. go do merch. Let's go do merch. And then yep. you're distracted from this. And then, oh, wait, I got to go. I got to get on on um, um, Walmart. Yep. I'd be on Walmart. Well, if I'm on Walmart, I got to be on Jet. And then if I'm on Jet, then I got to be international. And then, wait, you know what? Uh, I need go wide, not deep. So I need 2,000 SKUs on each. I mean, all those things, right? All those things are complications or all... And you're not complicated by it because you're saying, nope, this is as far out as I'm throwing the rope. And then I'll pull myself up and then I'll throw it out a little bit further. Yeah. And I, I do I do try to carve out a little bit of time here and there to um, play with some of, some of the shiny objects a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I do have a merch account. Okay. And I have uploaded, you know, a few designs. I've sold a couple of them, but that's not my target, you know. So it's it's in my back pocket, you know. It's that's an opportunity for some time, but I don't need to focus on that now. I have things that are working. Do you do you manage? I mean, how do you manage your time? I guess I was thinking, you know, I didn't want to lead you where you were going to go, but I mean, just how do you manage? Because you know, you got a full time, you got two young kids, you got a yep. marriage. You got a house to take care of. You got uh, a lot of responsibility. You're selling at levels that most part time or more than some full time people. How do you how do you manage your time? Um. Well, I I keep my my day job separate from from everything else. Basically, it's it is a set period of time. Um. I know and they know that a whole lot of extra time, they can't afford it because I'm not going to give it up. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, some of that's, you know, a little bit of negotiation over time. Right. Yeah, but you um, earn that, but that you earn because you yeah. bring them back value and you continue to deliver value. So that's that quid pro quo I was talking about. You earn right. that stuff. That's a very That's a very cool place to be. Again, that's why you're in that position. And you have a little bit of confidence because you've you've earned it. That's fair, right? So then, um, family time. As soon as I get home from work, and until the kids go to bed, you know that's their time. And then business is after that. Okay, cool. Um, and you've been so, doing this for a long time, so this isn't new. This is pretty evolved. Yep, and it, and it's not it's not like it's perfect. You know, I mean, there are times when. I can tell that I've I've spent too much time on the business in you know in a short period of time and I have to kind of throttle it back. And there's other times when you know the business just needs to sit. Yeah, and, the kids are I sick. To, Your wife needs yeah. help. Yeah, I mean that, that life is going to happen, right? Isn't that the beauty though? Well, I mean again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but isn't that the beauty of where You've built this business and the limitations, the self-imposed limits you placed on it puts you in that position. Again, you're driving the bus. The bus is not pulling you along. Yep, absolutely. 
It's powerful, man. That, I mean, that's a you got you got to sit back and pause every so often and say, "Wow." I mean, that's a pretty accomplished place to be for somebody who decided to change college and change and kind of design a life. That's a pretty cool place to be. Yeah, it's it's wild. I pinch myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? Uh, here you are with that uh, that degree in computer or science or whatever it was you were studying miserable as ever management information system whatever and you're miserable yep. as ever or you could have the job that you like that they like you that you are still interested in and you bring them value and you get treated with the respect and you get a little perks of kind of limiting your hours and then you got lots of family time that can ebb and flow as their lives ebb and flow oh my goodness it sounds like you have it all, and yet you're not running Apple as their CEO. Right. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the guy running Apple is going to say that very often because he's got some big pressures, right? Yeah. Hmm. Who will live longer? That'll be the question. I think Ron's <laughs> going to live longer. All right. Oh. So so you've designed this, uh, and things are rocking along. You dabble out. You try other things as you want. Where did the idea come about to bring po products to market? I mean, you're, you're not only, you know, doing ARBs and stuff, however you do that, or wholesale, which we haven't talked about yet, um, but you actually have brought some products to market. Yep. Um, so the story behind that is it's completely aside from Amazon or eBay. It all, it all came down to a Facebook group. Ooh, um, now you got me interested. <laughs> so a, a lot of us uh, online sellers, especially part-timers, um, you know, the e-commerce thing kind of is our hobby. Um, well, I have some other ones. And I, I joined a Facebook group um, for, for one of my hobbies. So let's say it's p making pies. Let me just yep. make it so stupid, yep. right? I so mean, something I can, like I can tell you it's, it's, it's outdoor cooking, bar barbecue stuff. Okay. You're one of those guys who slung around a half a pig and throw it on this thing and got one of those big barrels. And are you one yep. of those guys? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and so I, I joined, I'm, I'm in a few of those, of those groups and I joined one in particular and I kept seeing the same two complaints and hmm. neither of them seemed particularly difficult to solve. Um, one, one of them was actually, you know, several people had solved it and other people would comment on their post going, Hey, will you make one for me? Hey, will you make one for me? And the answer was always uh... no. And so I went, Oh, well, if no one else is going to make them, I'll go see if I can. So, so let's pause a second and don't give away your item, of course. Yep. But so you were paying attention. You're in a group that you're interested in, that you have a passion about. And you're listening and, and others have had this problem and someone has solved it. They want the other who had the problem is like, hey, can you help me? And the other person's like, no, I'm not. But I solved it. So you yeah. said, hmm. If there's a problem and there's a way to solve it, I can solve it just as easy and I can do this and I'm willing to do the work and, and bring it to market. That could apply to mom groups. That could apply to uh, gymnast 
groups, CrossFit people, right? I mean, all those things. Anyone. Anyone because you paid attention, Ron. Oh, yep. God, I yep. love it. So, all right. So basically what happened with that is um, I made up a couple of drawings, nothing, nothing fancy. Um, and I, I contacted a friend of a friend who happens to be, who, who has a, it's a, a metal fabricating shop. And I said, Hey, can you, you know, can you give me a quote on this? And, you know, so they, they did that. And then I went back to the administrator of the Facebook group and said, it, you know, do you mind if I, if I ask this, ask this question in your group, you know, if I were to, if I were to have these made, would you be interested in them? Number one. And number two, would you be interested in them at this price? Which is kind of what I needed to make it worth it for me. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, sure, go ahead. And so I put that up there and I got about 150 responses within the first couple of days. That's that a were, sign. They were positive and I went, hmm. okay, well, I guess, I guess I'll do it. Um, you don't have to hit me in the head with a pig leg. I can see that's value. Right. And so I had the, the second problem, which is a much smaller, easier one to fix. Um, I, I ran over to Home Depot and bought a, a couple supplies and, and made some really awful prototypes just to sort of prove that it would work. And at the same time, I had, at the same time I got the other products quoted, I had them quote this one. And so what I did after I, after I decided to, to actually go through with a, with a manufacturing run is I offered to throw in that one other thing uh, free with a pre-order. Oh, this um, sounds like your own Kickstarter campaign here right now. Yeah, basically. And so what ended up happening is is my lead time on on that order was about a month. And so when I got to about a week and a half out, I started taking pre-orders. And I ended up selling about a third of my initial order before they had been delivered to me. Whoa. And so I went, okay, maybe we got something here. Yeah, this sounds like uh, uh, there's a proof of concept there, right? The market has spoken. Right. And so going into it, I kind of went, you know, if I can, if I can just sell the the rest of, you know, if I can sell this order you know, by the end of the year, that'll be pretty cool. And this was in April of last year. Um, and I sold all of that in about six weeks. And so the market has spoken again with a little louder voice. Yeah. And, and the voice kept getting louder and louder. Um, and so at, at the time that Facebook group had about 5,000 people in it, which is a, you know, plenty, plenty big to, you know, for a little guy like me to, to sell some stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. They're very, they're all interested in the same thing. It's a very specific group that right. all have something in common. So that's the perfect market, right? Right. And so that's what eight nine months ago, and now that group has seventeen thousand people. No kidding. 
So, you know, there's probably half the group has never heard of Neil Narcotics. But so let me ask you I, this. I just I don't want to go past this because, I mean, you designed this product. You then go speak confidently to this person to get it made. But then you get it made. You're smart enough to market it in a group. You've got this marketing education going. You're marketing it the right way. You're building bundles. You're packaging. Where does all this come from? Where does this knowledge come from? I mean, it's just not like, you know, you weren't sniffing too many pig drippings. I mean, what where does this come from? It, it comes from having sold stuff for a long time. Um, so it, and it, from all that eBay experience and then the Amazon experience, you have learned a marketable set of skills. Yeah. And you applied them. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. That's, that's a cool, very cool. I mean, again, pause and think about this. You're doing this full time. You got no more time than anybody else does in a day. You got kids. It's like most other people. You got a full-time job. You've got this pretty good size Amazon and eBay business. And then you find time to do this. That's a very disciplined approach. Um, you must be disciplined. Uh, I have my moments. <laughs> Are you a process type of person? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's a skill set. I mean, do you map this out? I mean, are you a list maker or is there something that you do to manage your time like this? Um, I'm not an, I'm not a natural list maker. Um, I'm pretty good at, at prioritizing tasks. Um, for, for quite a few years in my day job, um, a large part of what I did uh, came down to uh, sequencing, okay. um, dealing in, uh, with supply chain related stuff. Um, you know, time is everything in, in supply chain. And so were you dealing with vendors and stuff too? Yep. Okay. So there's some confidence there. You get to speak the language, you get past that, you know, Ooh, can I ask you, or is that too much? Now you kind of get a feel when you do a few of those, then eventually you want, you get a feel for that stuff. Right. So that's helpful. Hmm. Right. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, with, with wholesale, you know, the first time you go to contact a, a distributor or whatever, you, you have no confidence whatsoever. And you kind of wonder why they would even pick up the phone or, or answer an email. But once you've done it, you know, 10 times or 20 times or a hundred times, it's no big deal. Right. Right. Hmm. Well, there's an interesting twist to this story. Um, because it doesn't just end there. So now, have you, is it the same manufacturer you're still having these made? Yep. Okay. So it's a U.S.-based manufacturer. Yep. Um, you're selling it other locations than just Facebook or just on Facebook? Um, so it, it started out um, through Facebook. I do have a, a Shopify website, hmm. which is, I set that up very quickly once I, you know, so, I, so that I could take pre-orders. Okay, cool. Um, I I sell on Amazon. I sell on eBay. So you're collecting data on your customers too with that Shopify store. Yes, I am. (laughs) Mm, There's a little value there, isn't there? Yeah. Well, and you've been doing it for a while. So, so what? (laughs) 
Because I, this conversation came up with somebody the other day. We were talking about something similar. And I said, are you keeping their birthdays? And, and the person was like, hmm, what would I do with that? And it's like, well, that's an anniversary. I, anytime you have an event, it gives you a reason to contact. Hey, it's your anniversary. Hey, it's your birthday. Hey, it's your whatever. Um, and it gives you a reason to make another pitch, right? And so yep. there's value in that information. Have you been able to do anything? I mean, have you gone back to those customers with anything? I had on, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on her name. She was genius, hilarious. And she took me to task. And her, she was basically like, Steve, you want to build a catalog for your customers, meaning you want to take like-minded. So if I sell a barbecue sauce, that might be a good fit for your customers. So when, when you make a pitch or if you do a newsletter, in there, you have Steve's barbecue sauce, and Steve agrees to pay you, by the way, a percentage of anybody who buys through your link, just like an affiliate link. And then that way, you're offering a full catalog to that person. Have you been able to do that? Um, a little bit. Okay, I'm, cool. So what one... Heather. Heather Havenwood. That's what her name was. Sorry. <laughs> I drew a blank. Apologize, Heather. All good. Um, so one thing that I, that I do... Um, is I'm constantly trying to come up with new products um, that fit within that same niche. You know, basically, when, once you found the place to fish, you, oh, you keep casting the net. Yeah, you have a whole test market right there. Oh, my goodness. Right. So, I, you know, I go to the Facebook group and say, you know, hey, if I made one of these, would you be interested? It's a laboratory. And it absolutely is a laboratory. And huh. and if and if you were doing it, what would you do different? Oh my god. And you know, I there's 17,000 people. You know, the odds of me getting no response are zero. And you know, so you take that stuff and you know some some of those ideas are just genius. You go, okay, I got to I got to work that in. Um and then, you know, ha have it made. Go, hey, here it is. And and you already have that skill set. A, you, you have confidence in it. You've already done it. You've proven it. And they know you brought stuff to market, so they know you're the guy that can fix it. Have Let me ask you this. Has, has that also developed into, hey, Ron, while you're fixing this, I also have this problem? Yep. No kidding. Left oh, my right. God. Ron. I have a... Thank God you didn't go to college. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I mean, nope, you would never have gotten to this. I mean, think about it. Have you thought about... One thing leads to another. It's a Joy Packard quote. I always use it. This, this, this just didn't happen. I mean, this has all evolved to this place. That's a very cool place. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's tell the little... There's a little bit of a... A cool twist at the end. I mean, this is a successful products. You're selling them on multiple marketplaces. You got your own thing going. You're collecting your own customers and that. Because it's going fairly well, somebody notices. Some some little dinky company begins with an A. Yeah. So they've, they've tried to contact me a couple of times. It's, the uh, A company. What's the, the A the company's name? The A company, name? Amazon Retail. Amazon Retail. Um, wanting to purchase my products to sell on their platform. And at this point, I, I haven't responded to them, but I, I really think I have 
almost zero interest in, in working with them on that. Yeah, you'll help them sell on that on their platform. It'll be under Ron's store name, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got plenty of. We don't need theirs. I mean, unless they want to reduce fees, you know, they can give you lower fees. That's always nice. But I, I would accept that. <laughs> yeah, you you take one for the team there, right? Yep. Dude, that's a very cool place. I mean, think about that. Now the proof of concept is the the largest marketplace in the world. Man, I don't know if it's the largest in the world. I don't know that I can say that. In the United States for certain. Because um, there's that uh, Alibaba company is kind of a big place too. But so the largest company in the United States, the largest retail outlet officially in the United States, because I think they're bigger than Walmart in most ways, um, comes to you and says, hey, we like what you're doing. That's the next proof of concept right there, right? That's a, I remember the stories when, you know, that when Walmart come, would come knocking, he knew that that was going to be it. Now I think it's the death knell if Walmart comes knocking in and you accept it. But Amazon coming knocking says, whoa, there's velocity because they got data, man. That, I mean, think about it. They got data. Oh, they they see data. how big that market is, don't they? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's what's so wild to me. Um, you know, because I, I know the sales rank of my products on Amazon and the sales rank of the products that my stuff works with is higher than mine. And so I know that, you know, every minute that passes, my, my potential market keeps getting bigger. Hmm. What do you attribute the group? growth of that Facebook group going from 5,000 to 17? Is it interest or is it just access or knowledge? People know it exists now. This, this, wait, there are other people that are sick like me who love the smell of uh, <laughs> barbecue in the morning. Not me. I'm a vegetarian, so I'm a bad example. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I mean, I get it. You guys are like, that's tailgating 24 seven, right? Yeah. I think that, you know, there, there's different things that go into it that, that make a Facebook group good. Mm. Um, you know, so one thing is it's, is there's very little drama. They just don't tolerate it. Oh, they'll, um, they'll throw you in that grill and nobody will ever see you again. Will they? That's right. Yep. And then they won't ask questions about it. <laughs> um, and you see that in all kinds of Facebook groups. Um, you know, Jim Cockrum's my silent team that, that we're both in. Mm-hmm. That that Facebook group has it's got to be close to forty thousand people in it now, and they just they don't do drama, right? You know, it it disappears quick. Um, it's some a positive. Of it, they're moving forward. Uh, that's that's what their role is. They keep going forward only in the positive way. Right, right. Um, so past that. So, you know, there's there's interest, of course. There's the fact that those that particular uh, type of product is a it's a fast growing segment of the overall um, outdoor cooking uh, niche, and so there's there's more and more people that are getting familiar with it generally, and they're looking for a kind of a home base. Um, you know, so there's all kinds of factors, and I mean, I'm I'm not an admin or anything. I just happen to be a member of the group. Yeah, but you you're one that took advantage. Do you sit there now and think about it? Like, do you see nothing but opportunity when you're in that group and you see comments? You're like, I could solve that. I could fix that. I know what he needs. I mean, is that is that where you're now at? Like, have the blinders completely come off for you? Yeah, 
and I can tell you what the the wildest thing is when when someone complains about about that you know one of those problems and someone else in the group says hey you need this and this <laughs> is mine <laughs> oh my god that's got to be like the coolest feeling because it's like yeah i own that I'm, yeah and it, and it happens several times a week and i was lucky enough not to go to college because i was smarter than the rest <laughs> and then you chuckle to yourself and you sell them and you sell them something yep. um when you I mean, I, now, I, I try to not be the one who answers that question. Oh yeah, you you want others to be your raving fans, and then that way, well, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of you. You know, yeah, sure, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good merch merchandise. By the way, I'm assuming you've already done that. And I'm sure you got that all figured out. Um, okay, so you you've got this business going. You're working full time and enjoying it, so that's not changing. Your family's growing up. You got that sounds like it's under control. And you got this little incubator, this laboratory, not little. Do you think, you know, if you're a knitter or a crocheter, I'm always in a crocheting club now, um, that those same opportunities exist no matter what the interest is. It's just the ability to take your blinders off and instead of going in and saying, but, you know, Ron, all the barbecue stuff that's ever going to be made in the earth has already been thought of and made by somebody. So there's no opportunity here. Or do you just say, you know what, man, there's we're just scratching the surface. There's a, a, anything. Crocheting. There, we're just scratching the surface. Any Anything. Hmm. I mean, look at anything that exists today that also existed 30 years ago. It's not the same. Well, you know? we're back to what you said about looking inward. Isn't that really what it is? You get in that group and you look in the group. I mean, it's kind of almost the same thing, right? Kind of knowing, isn't it? Am I making a weird connection there? I don't think so. I, th I think that's I think that's on target. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, it could make you start to think like, huh, you mean in the crocheting world, which I know very little about, Although having that passion really probably adds a lot, right? That that's probably a big plus. That the fact that you're passionate about it, I think it helps. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's a certain a certain amount of you know just just background knowledge that I I think is hard to come by when you don't when you don't actively participate in what it is you're looking at. You know, like I don't crochet. The odds of me coming up with a with a solution to a crocheting problem aren't that great. Yeah, it has to involve some kind of pig and sauce and you know grease and all that. So that's yeah. Unless it has that, it, you're not going to help that much there. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's possible, and and some people some people's minds are just wired, you know, to find solutions like that. Well, but if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, um, Ron, I have this idea, I'm in a crocheting thing, and this is a common problem, and I have a solution, then you have a lot of value because you know how to go get something made, you know how to speak their language and get it brought to market, right. and you know how to sell it. So right. from that point of view, right, you could add a lot to the conversation. So, you know, what would you ever consider partnering with somebody? I mean, is that something that, you know, somebody came to you and said, hey, I'm a crocheter, just kind of what I described. 
Yeah, sure. And then you would counsel them through or coach them through for a fee, of course. I mean, to me, again, this is a master skill set. I'm just, and I'm not down on college. I have a master's degree, so I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that is great textbook stuff. Lovely. Most of it I don't ever use. Accounting, I have an accounting degree. 90% of it I never used, even though I was an accountant, because I didn't do a lot of that technical stuff. We had departments that did that later on in my career. But this education that you've got, the ability to do each one of these things, these are huge because these are hands-on. You've done it. That's the best way to learn. <laughs> yep. It's, it's almost like, how, how weird is this to sound? It's almost like going to a trade school. I was just talking to Jim Thompson, who runs the Prosper Conference, and we were talking about continuing professional education credits, right? So if you're an accountant, you got to do CPEs, or you're an engineer, or you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a pharmacist. There's these CPEs, they call them. Yep. It's missing in our world because there's really not a lot of education going on in our world, and that's what he's trying to do. And so what we're describing here is basically a trade school, Ron. You went to trade school for... E-commerce. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> a good way pretty of putting cool, it. Well, it's, just, it's just so cool when you sit back and think about it this way. You're like the proof. You're like, you built your own freaking laboratory, dude. You were smart enough to recognize that this is a laboratory. Oh. When I, you know I, many... I look back at the you know, hundreds of hours of podcasts and, and spree casts and all of that stuff that I, you know, took in, you know, over the last several years, you know, that was school. Yeah. And you didn't act on all of it, but that doesn't mean you didn't learn anything in it. Correct. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, for me, the podcast helps me learn because I talk to smart people like you. And then I, you know, a lot of times it's, I learn what I don't want to do because I'm like, check, I'm not going to do that or whatever. But just sitting here, you expanding my thought process so wide with this laboratory thing. Um, uh, dude, I'm, I'm just telling you, I am blown away, impressed um, with the fact that you execute back to your execution, right? It's executing it, keeping your rope tight. You're not going way out there. You're not you're not this giant dreamer. And that's not a negative or a positive. You're just not. And you know it. Mm. Yep. All right. So let's do this. Your your life is as you said, life is good. You've brought yourself to this place though, dude. Don't don't downplay. You and your family both have gotten you to this place. How about let's help somebody? You know, I usually I usually follow up with a whole bunch of, you know, kind of questions about ambitions and what makes you, you know, what keeps you driven and what keeps you successful. To me, I've heard it. I heard you say it, and it's just it blows me away. How about this? How could we transfer that to someone else? Um, how do they get to know a Dan Miller and have them? Because I consider Dan a mentor for me. I'm I'm guessing you do too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've I've never met him. Oh, you um, haven't physically met him? No. Okay. Um, I I actually was interviewed by him about. I don't know, four or five years ago. No kidding. Um, so in the past, he had a uh, membership site uh, called 48days.net. Mm -hmm. um, and I was the 
group leader for yeah you were on there that's right that's where you and i connected yeah yeah i'm yeah, still a so, member there yeah so I, w I was a group leader for for basically the e-commerce group on that um on that membership site for i don't know four or five years or something like that and it was from that that um he interviewed me he was doing some uh, he was doing a weekly series, basically interviewing uh, community members um, that had something to, you know, something to teach, basically. So he interviewed me a while back, but that—that's the only uh, back and forth interaction that I've really had with him. But you know, his his podcast is forty-eight minutes long. And he's done one every week for 10 years, and I, I've heard just about all of them. So <laughs> um, know, to, to say he's not a mentor would be a flat-out lie. <laughs> well, but, but if you did, because he's been actually on like 12 years. So 48 minutes times 52 weeks times, uh, we'll use the 10 years. That's a lot of minutes. I'm not doing that math, but it's a lot. Yeah. That's putting in the time, right? I mean, to me... It's one of the, you know, people always like, oh, what, what's the secret? Oh, there it is right there. 48 minutes times 10 years times 52 weeks. That's the secret. Yeah. Put in the time. Like you said, the spree cast in that. So your advice to help people to get unstuck, because I always ask that question, and I think it's from somebody who's as accomplished as you are. You wouldn't see it that way, but Steve is here to tell you different, Ron. You've accomplished an amazing thing in many different ways. You've executed it. To me, that's the most powerful thing. What would you say to somebody who's struggling, who's not been able to figure this out? Um, what I would say, I'm, I'm glad you used the word laboratory because um, I've, I've been thinking about this. And really, it's, you know, treat things like they're an experiment because they're an experiment. You know, it's not... Uh, it, you know, especially with with brand new sellers, they sort of feel like everything is uh, life or death, <laughs> and it's not. You know, you might lose money. That's okay. You still live to fight another day. Um, and you know, it, basically, as you as you gain experience, your experiments just get a little bit bigger. You know, or a little, maybe a little more complex, maybe a little bit wider ranging. Um, but it's just an experiment. And if it works, you keep going. And if it doesn't, you reevaluate and then do another experiment. You know, so, so like I said earlier, you know, I've, I've tried a whole bunch of different stuff. And some of it I knew right away was not a good fit. And some of it took a while before I knew it was not a good fit. But some stuff is. And that's very rewarding, isn't it? I mean, again, we're back to that guy recommending your product. God, that's that's got to give you tingles. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, I, I oh. can't believe it. Wow. I mean, to me, you know, one thing leads to another. It's all these things that have led you to this place. It's all this intentional living. It's intentional in keeping control of what you have and not jumping out, you know, experimenting onward but controlling your environment maybe a controlled experiment is the right way to, to describe it that's what it seems like to me i think that's the right term controlled experiment oh i like that okay so if somebody wants to follow up um 
what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, send me a PM on, on Facebook. Facebook, send, send okay. A, a friend, request. okay. friend request. <laughs> oh, man, I um, will put it out there. Dude, I am, I am beyond blown away um, because, again, you have definitely figured something out um, that a lot of people struggle with. And I think, quite frankly, you just taught a whole bunch of people, a whole a bunch of people are going to be like, wow, I have not thought about a laboratory. And in my interest, and my interest is, like I said, crocheting, not mine, but my wife's, <laughs> whatever it would be. I'm not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, there are guys that crochet. But, but that is such a brilliant thing to do. And the fact that you're keeping your customer data, that's a smart move. I like it. I like what you're doing. All right, man, I, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much, Ron. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Now. now. Now, now I've talked to 275 people before Ron and very few people have figured that out that they have access. You know, everybody wants that Instagram influencer. Well, Ron's got 17,000 in his group now. Um, somebody in that group is promoting his product for him because he's delivered. And to be fair, I mean, he's brought them value and he's delivered. He asked for permission. This is cool. This is a skill set. You have all learned that skill set. Don't miss it. Um, and I think Ron is a great example of somebody who's done it. Ecommercemomentum.com. Hey, don't forget my sponsors. You know, Seller Labs and Scope, man, oh, man, that would be a perfect product for Ron right here, right, is to find out what the keywords are. I'm going to have to ask him if he's using uh, that for his uh, his thing. Um, I don't want to say what category it's in. i got to be careful there. Um, but Seller Labs would help because all you'd have to do is find his competitor, find out their keywords by using the product. Scope. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum and get some free stuff. Ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.